Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. I am your host, Sam Randazzo, and I am joined by my two slightly damp co-hosts. To my right, it is the one, the only, Uncle Sam. Hello. And to my left, it is none other than Mr. Zolo, Mike Palazzolo. God bless. And behind the soundboard, the computer, on an island of his own. Feeling the back of me hand. It is none other than... Then our resident chain choker, Emmerich O'Creampie, Bruce the Tugboat, Vindity. Uh, my last name's not Emmerich, but okay. No, your first name is Emmerich now. Your last name is... Yeah, we changed your name. O'Creampie. Hmm. Cream okay. pie. Is that because I came up with the title of this episode? It's going to be... It's going to be that. That's okay. what's going to be on your ID. Emmerich O'Creampie? That's it. That's it. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, I noticed something right when you sat down. Good for a t-shirt. Okay. That is a good for a t-shirt. We need oh. an Emrico cream pie t-shirt. That's it. No, but you can have cream pie. I'll do that. Well, just your face and cream pie. No, it's got to have Emmerich no, on it. No, it's got to be. Emmerich, a couple of clovers and some mugs of beer smashing together. Yeah. Emrico cream pie. And a bottle of Jameson. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you have a new hat. No. That's a new hat. It's not new. I have not cool. seen this hat. So I have never. Now, if if this wasn't ever, if we never had a bigger, a, a, how is Milwaukee not sponsoring us yet? They should be. You've got the Milwaukee Bivocals. I, I bought so much stuff from them. You've got the Milwaukee Cap. And the Book of Souls. Iron Maiden. Got a little Iron Maiden in the, the house today. <laughs> Uh, the Book of tour, Souls. Was that tour everything you thought it was going to be? That's the last Iron Maiden concert I went to was with my friend Mike. Shout out to Botcher, you big oath. <laughs> um, you must be happy about this weather we're having because your head's probably not nearly uh, burned. No, it's not. Yeah. In fact, this is perfect. I've been in the shade. I feel a lot better. You do, I don't. I don't like being in the sun. You got your spunk with you today. My what? You got your spunk with you today? Oh, yeah. I'm ready. Ready? I'm ready. Let's rock. We got one debate Let's rock. later on in the episode that I know you're going to, you're just going to have an absolute field day with. So. Okay. Uh, Zolo, how was your weekend? Quiet. I had to pick my mother up downtown Friday night to fight Taylor Swift traffic. Oh, jeez. And then I had to pick my girlfriend up on Saturday night from the Taylor Swift concert. So I had to deal with that twice. Taylor Swift? Yeah, yeah. Taylor Swift. Is that the little girl who sings? The country girl? Oh, you didn't see the picture of her with Dan Campbell, did you? Excuse me? She was hanging out with Dan Campbell. She Detroit's big for her. So in 2006, she sang the national Dan anthem. Dan Campbell married? No, no, no. She In, <laughs> in 2006, she sang the national anthem on, thanks, on Thanksgiving. Okay. And right before she takes the field, I'll show you the picture. She's about to take the field, and the player that's standing right behind her is Dan Campbell. And his oh, number wow. 89 jersey. Oh, I saw that picture, it's actually. Good. I did. Okay. I did. Yes, Taylor Swift was here this weekend. Okay. Yeah, I know tickets, who she is. tickets were like twenty thousand dollars, and it was insane. twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, she demands higher tickets. The fuck, she thinks she's Barbara Streisand? No, it's not. It's fuck? not. It's not face value. That's what they were going for. Oh afterwards. wow! Yeah, wow. yeah. It got it got crazy quick. Interesting. Crazy quick. Anyways, we got some football to talk about today, and uh, we're gonna start off with what I thought was the biggest news of. Oh, actually, before we talk about football, we're gonna talk about a different sport. Because we're kind of batting a thousand with talking about different sports every episode. Last week, what did we spend? Forty minutes on golf. Yeah, golf. Yeah, I think it was over. It's golf. Yeah, it might have been. It might have been an hour of golf. <laughs> golf, uh, golf. So uh, we have a new NBA champion. 
And I know you really don't like the NBA, but... No, I'm ecstatic right now. No, he's a bigger Why? fan than we are. I, I, I am a big fan right now. Why? Because anytime LeBron James gets bounced out of the fucking it's nice. playoffs... It's really nice. I'm a big fan. It's really nice. Yeah. So, you know what? It's nice. You want to know what's nice? The last five years, there's been a different team to win a championship every year for the last five years. That's good. Did you know that? And the team that not. won last yeah. night, the team that won last night yeah. is a new title winner. It was their first ever. Right? And it's going to happen in hockey this year, too. There's going to be a new title winner in hockey. I hope year. so. Well, I hope so. This does have a little bit of a football connect. Okay. So the owner of the Denver Nuggets, who won the NBA championship last night, is none other than <sighs> Rams e- owner. E. Stanley Kroenke. Stan Kroenke. In the last year, Cranky. well, since 2022, so we'll just say the last year, my man has racked up a Super Bowl, the NBA National title. Lacrosse NLL Championship with the Colorado Mammoth, okay, a Stanley Cup last year with the Avalanche, oh, and now an NBA he owns all these trophies. He yes. owns that's, all those. That's not yes. all he owns. Holy no, he shit! Owns, he owns a soccer team too. The, he, so okay. he owns a couple. He owns the the MLS soccer team, the Colorado MLS soccer team. And he owns Arsenal, which is the one of the biggest teams in the Premier League, who almost won the Premier League this year. They they choked. So he could have had the Premier League title on top of that. But, I mean, NBA 2023, Stanley Cup 2022. And then the Rams, technically they won that Super Bowl in 2022, but it was for the 2021 season by the Detroit Tigers, Stan Kroenke. By the Tigers for next year, for 2024. Complete the cycle. <laughs> Get the get the ownership quad next year, and good things will happen for this town. But good for him. I mean, that's that's impressive ownership. You know who he's married to, by the way? Do you guys know who he's married to? Walton. He's married to a Walton. He's married to Alice Walton, who is a an heir, not a direct heir, but an heir to the Walmart fortune. Her uh, her uncle was Sam Walton, her father's brother. Yeah. Uh, and then Sam Walton's son is Bud Walton, who who was the recent owner of the Denver Broncos, who just bought the Denver Broncos. So. so- Congratulations. I mean, you want to talk about a, a lineup? That's kind of the that's the lineup to have right mm-hmm. there. Four rings in a year. Do you um, think he even knows he won that uh, lacrosse title? Probably not. I don't, he probably didn't even know he owned the fucking team. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. The National Lacrosse League. He title. probably read a tweet and found out last night, oh, I won that one too. Oh, fuck. I forgot about that one. Mm-hmm. No, you said it. Um, Moving on. To actual football now. Uh, we need to talk about the Buffalo Bills. I know I'm sick of talking about Buffalo too, but uh, all worldwide receivers, Stephon Diggs, did not show up to Buffalo's mandatory minicamp today. Um, obviously, that that's means not, nothing. Well, there's Fucking no contract camp. dispute. There's nothing about He got his this. contract last year, so right. it's not a contract issue. Nothing about this leads anybody to believe that he would hold out or not 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 be there other than the fact that he just doesn't want to be there. That was the first thing that popped into my mind. Uh, I mean, obviously, we saw turmoil on the sideline between him and Josh Allen last year during the playoffs. I don't know. I don't know what this means, but Sean McDermott came out and told reporters today that he is very concerned, quote-unquote, very concerned that Stephon Diggs was not at mandatory minicamp today was josh allen there yeah josh that, allen that's who there. needs to be there that's who needs to fucking extra well, work so stefan Diggs' agent about an hour later came out and said that stefan is in buffalo he's been in buffalo since yesterday he was at the facility to take his physical 
met with the coach and the GM over the past 48 hours, and he will be there for the entirety of what the What the fuck was this idiot talking about, McDermott? It's, it seems his Something. agent reacted pretty quickly. They, they, they swept this. I feel like the dust has settled on this one. You think okay. so? I feel like the dust has settled on this one. There's, there's some discrepancy somewhere, and I think maybe he didn't show up today and then realized it was a bad idea not showing up. And now certain people are involved to the point where I, I think this is going to blow over by the morning. You do? I do. So you think Stefan Diggs will be there tomorrow? Yeah, I don't know. Just from his perspective, how do you better your situation? There's two routes. You play for a better team or you're looking for more money. He's got the money and there aren't many predicted better teams. I know we're all pretty low on the bills. Correct. So what are you doing, Stefan Diggs? What do you want? Tell us what you want. I The only thing I can think of is that it, he he's not in a situation where he thinks he's going to win at this point. And he lost faith in either McDermott or Josh Allen, much like we have in a way. So that's the only well, thing I think he I lost think faith of. to Josh Allen last year in the playoffs. That, I mean, that's the last that time we saw Stephon Diggs. I mean, everybody he was screaming seen it. at Josh Allen. That's the yeah. last thing we saw from him. Correct. Everybody's seen it. It's not like it was a yeah. fucking secret. I mean, at $24 million a year, I don't think it's a financial thing. No. <laughs> so um, that one's going to be interesting to watch. Hopefully, like Zolo said, it'll be over by morning. Um, but moving on from there, we need to talk about Saquon Barkley a little bit. Because we kind of have a situation with him that's starting to get, um, I would say, unpredictable. So, supposedly, he doesn't want to play on the franchise tag, which not a lot of star guys do. But he's saying he could drag this all the way into July. The deadline is mid-July to make a decision on the franchise tag. Or to come up with a contract extension before the season starts or decide that you have to play on the franchise tag. There's a franchise tag deadline once they designate that they're tagging you. Yeah, so um, he has told the team he will not report to mandatory minicamp. He was not there today. Um, So that leaves a massive hole in that New York offense because, I mean, Saquon was huge for them last year. That that was what kept them in the playoff hunt the entire time. I mean, it made Daniel Jones' job a million times easier. That's the first good year he's had. Yeah, I mean, since since his, his rookie year is pretty solid. Correct. Yeah. Since his rookie year. But I mean, last year was his best year as a pro. I think with Saquon, this is this is the gist. I think this is the consensus, and I've and I've been seeing and reading it too. So I'm not the only one that's saying this. And I know you guys are going to agree with Saquon. They're a playoff team, and Correct. they're a playoff team that can make noise. Without Saquon, it's. I mean, they had a great off season, in my opinion, but. They're not a playoff team with well, Saquon. Saquon came out and said this on Instagram. As I have previously stated, I'm not looking to set any contract records. I'm not demanding to be the highest paid player at my position. I understand the market. My goal is just to be compensated respectfully based on my contributions to the team, on the field, and in the locker room. He's been so good. Very, very well so said. open. Yeah, he's been he's been really transparent throughout the entire process. And a statement like that, I mean, you could say the diva thing all you want, but that's a pretty good statement. Right. I'm not trying to set the market. Cool. Well, and I mean, here we go. Realistically, uh, Saquon, he made $10 million last year. And you have McCaffrey at 16, Kamara at 15, Henry at 12 and a half. McCaffrey so- gets paid to do different things right. than those guys. I think Saquon might be, I mean, he, I, he you could easily make the case he he's worth 14 or $15 million for the next Correct. Years. Because, I mean, if you look at this, Kamara, Henry, Chubb, all of those guys signed 
within the last couple of years. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So Henry's contract's up next year, and he was getting paid twelve and a half million. So you have, if you're Saquon, I would be shooting at least for to be above Henry. Is that that Henry deal was three years ago now. So, yeah. um, yeah, hopefully for Daniel Jones and the New York Giants, that one gets figured out because. Without him, yeah, they don't about, want to start the season without him there. I mean, that's that's not going to be good for anybody. I mean, you're talking about a massive hole, and I, it, when right. you look at some of the guys who are getting paid more than him, I mean, Josh Jacobs, he's again, he's a guy who's tagged. They make the exact same money. Tony Pollard. Let's let me. I'm going to stop you right now. The only guy that should be getting paid more than Saquon Barkley is McCaffrey. Is Christian McCaffrey, and it's because he does totally different things. Correct. He's he's a dynamic individual Aaron Jones gets paid more than Saquon Barkley yeah so they they need to figure this one out he's got a gripe I think he's been good about how he's handled it and he's even come out and said he's not gonna set the market and therefore I I think this gets done I think this gets figured out I think so too the the bad side of it though is if it doesn't get done it sounds like he's just gonna sit out the entire year Um, yeah and that that would be absolutely that's not good for anybody no not good for the fans. Not, not good, good for, for him. Saquon, not, not good, good for the Giants. I mean, we're, that, we're Giants. talking worst case scenario possible. Look at if he sits out this year, he's not going to be there next year, guaranteed. Yeah. Oh no, agreed. Guaranteed. Agreed. So he's kind of when guys do that. I remember Le'Veon Bell did that, and I remember that debacle, and then him mm-hmm. going to the Jets. It didn't work out for worst him too. Debacle. It didn't work out for Le'Veon Bell either. No, it did no, not. not. It did not. It backfired. Because Le'Veon Bell's play been playing football, football in that. Japan or whatever. He sat yeah. that year out. It was like he Boxing. forgot how to play football. Right. I mean, it was that was worst case scenario for him. Um, talk. We need to talk about another running back who is officially uh, out of a job for today, at least, and that is Delvin Cook. He was cut by the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, they paid you know, him. You had said that he was going to get cut. And I didn't believe you. He got cut later that day. There, yeah, it was that day. Yeah, it, it, it was, uh, or they, they said they were going to cut him again. There was, there's things they could do. They could have signed him. They could have traded him or they could have cut him and different moves had different cap implications. This uh, way they only paid him $2 million. Yeah. They still owe him some money. Right. But he's looking for, he's looking for a big deal. The difference between Deandre Hopkins and Delvin cook is Delvin cook has put his cards on the table and he said, no, I'm still young and I want, I want money. I want to get paid. I mean, yeah, he's 27 years old. Uh, I mean, you're right. You're teeter-tottering right there. Yeah, you know they, I mean, you're you're on your last contract when you're 27. You're on your last As big a running contract. back? Correct. In yes. my opinion, you're on your last contract at 27. I mean. So if he can get a three-year contract, it'd be lucky for him. Here we go again. Average per year. He was at $12.5 million. So okay. I, I think, do we see a situation where Delvin Cook signs for more then Saquon Barkley. I would say no, just because Barkley's younger. Just just given the time period for Delvin Cook, I would say no, because I think Barkley's better and younger, and even though he hasn't been durable, they both torn ACLs. I think Saquon's going to be more durable and also means more to his situation than Delvin Cook does. Um, I think Delvin Cook's going to end up with a contender. I think he's going to go somewhere to try and win. I think I think the money is going to be a factor. Him, I think. Yeah, maybe north of ten million, but south of the of the Saquon. AFC or NFC? I'm sticking to my guns with Miami. Still, I still think Miami's going to make it happen. I yeah. think so too. I think Miami will figure out a way to get him paid, uh, and it'll instantly make them. It'll instantly take them up another notch. Maybe Dallas, but M- Miami. Well, you know, this is interesting now because I'm looking at this, at those running back contracts. Pollard's on the book for eleven million. So I mean, if they go out and sign. Excuse me. They go out and sign Delvin Cook 
it's an for eight twelve or thirteen tied up and running. Back right now, thing. you're right back where you were with Zeke, mm-hmm. financials at least. Yeah, I don't see them doing that. There's another contract dispute that apparently we have to talk about in the last couple minutes. Chris Jones didn't report for the Chiefs today. Oh, whoa. oh wow! It sounds like the Chiefs are open to signing yeah, him. I thought they just re-signed him. Yeah, I thought they gave him money too. He, we, we talked about this and yeah. Quinn and Williams talk. I think he's the best all-around D tackle in football, better than Aaron Donald at the moment. Um, so he's worth the money. And again, that's another one. Those always get resolved more often than they don't. So I'd like to think that they're going to end up working something out with him. But, damn, that would be fun if the best DT in football gets available. Uh, yeah, so he was on the books for $19.5 million last year. Or actually, that's this year. He's on the books for $19.5 million wow. and didn't report. So that one will be interesting. That's going to be one to watch. Um, we need to talk about DeAndre Hopkins because every – we all of us pretty much thought the two teams that he visited with – we're pretty much outliers last week, right? We all kind of agreed that the Patriots didn't make a whole lot of sense. And I definitely don't think the Titans made a whole lot of sense. But now we have a situation where those are the two teams he visited. I have a couple of questions. Is this... When you see those two two teams in there, now I'm starting to think, okay, maybe he doesn't care as much about winning. But two, could this be a situation of the market's not as hot for him as he thought? Yeah, this is a little – we still don't know what he wants. I think this is a little bit of an indicator of where the league wants, though. Uh, teams that can afford him, that need him. That's 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 who's in play. So I think that money is a little bit of a factor. Um, but also there's fits. I mean, he's got the Bill O'Brien connection that we talked about last week right. in New England. And um, the, the Titans do similar things to what the Patriots have done and what Bill O'Brien has done. That's where a lot of – that's where a lot of Rabel's roots come from, and they sure as heck need a wide receiver. So it makes sense. That's a long play, though. I feel like the Titans, and I heard the visit went well, but left without a contract, and he's headed well, to Foxborough. I would have to say that both of those teams don't fit the criteria that, that he said himself. He mm-hmm. I mean, outside of Bill Belichick being in New England, they don't have a good quarterback. You know, the only Correct. stability is, is Belichick and Kraft. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it. I, they, they don't fit any of the cry. Their offensive line is awful. They do have a very good running back. Their defense is a top 10 defense in the AFC. We're unanimous against Mac Jones, right? We all yeah, think, we right? all think that's, Absolutely. yeah. yeah. I, and, and for that reason, it, that doesn't make sense. And, to I, me. and I, don't, I don't understand. I don't understand the Titans either. Yeah. It's Ryan Tannehill. What the fuck? Well, it might be. Might be Will Levis. Oh, God. Give me a break. You know, you're sleeping on Will Levis right now. Listen to me, dude. Put him and Malik Willis in the same fucking room and put a garbage can in the middle of the room, and neither one of them will be able to hit that garbage can. At the pace this is going, and this is probably true for Dalvin Cook as well. I know it's only been a couple days on Dalvin Cook, but at at the pace that Hopkins is moving at right now, I think this drags out to July and it, it turns into a right before training camp sign. Yeah, I yeah. think I think the Delvin Cook thing, I think the Hopkins thing, those are post Fourth of July situations. Oh, at a minimum. Yeah, I I think they're like leading up to training camp. Yeah, like even later than that. Um, the Hopkins thing, I got a feeling he gonna he keep everybody stretching, just like Beckham Jr. did before he signed. They he they wanted to stay in the limelight. 
for the rest of this off season before camp starts. Um, we need to talk about a couple of edge rushers. Uh, so the first of which is uh, Yannick Ngakwe, former Colt, former Jaguar. He is he has decided that he is going to be represented by Drew Rosenhaus today. So I mean, you want to talk about a guy who gets guys paid? He went to the right place. Um, and can we expect him to get on a team before training camp? Uh, same drill. Um, teams are wrapping up their mini camps right now, might be evaluating what they liked and what they didn't like, and same drill. I think he's going to fall into that mid-June to mid-July window before he signs with the team. The, the, he'll be int- it'll be interesting to see what he gets paid because when when now I feel like he's that one guy who is like going to teeter-totter in between these big money edge rushers and somebody who's a little bit undervalued, I think he's going to fall right smack dab in the middle of that. And I think he's always been a guy, in my opinion, who's undervalued. Like when we went through this a couple weeks ago, we put his numbers and Frank Clark's up right next to each other. They were better than Frank Clark. His numbers are better than Frank Clark's. So Yeah, but Frank Clark did it in bigger games. That's the difference. Frank Clark has monster playoff numbers. Monster That's the playoff. Like, That's like one the of the best between pass teams. rushers ever in the playoffs. That right. being said, Yannick Ngakwe has had the better. You can't talk about Ngakwe because he's never yeah. been in the playoffs. Ag- so agreed. No. Agreed. But in the regular season, his numbers are significantly better from all fronts. Pass right. rushing, tackling, tackles for loss, the, the whole nine. Yannick Ngakwe was better recently and better over you know year over year than Frank Clark. But Frank Clark in the playoffs in the last four or five years has been a monster. Frank Clark's turning quickly into the new Vaughn Miller in the playoffs. Well, I don't know about that. Uh, it's getting there. It's getting there. See, Frank Clark hasn't taken over a game like Vaughn Miller did. Uh, Vaughn Miller took over a complete, an uh, absolute complete Super I don't Bowl. know about that. Oh, yeah. That game against yeah. the Bengals this year, the AFC. Oh, uh, come on, <laughs> Come on. That was nowhere near what he did to Cam Newton. Cam Newton's still trying to recover from that and hasn't. <laughs> um. Another edge rusher that we must discuss is Chase Young. So uh, the situation with him and the commanders is, seems to be quickly deteriorating, I would say. Um, well, I mean, what do they have that's new? What do they have that's new from last year? I, I the mean, commanders. An owner? A new owner. That's about it. So how is it that your coaching staff – Wants to move on from a guy that they so highly touted that took him with with uh, uh, overall pick, first overall pick, and just bail on him in four years. Well, I don't know if it's a month. I, I don't understand. I, don't I personally don't understand there. that. But, but the team has come out and said that they are listening to trade offers. I, I don't think it's a he doesn't want to be there thing. I think it's a... They don't feel they're they're at a good crossroads where they could afford to move on from him, and they don't feel that they want to pay him the money because they haven't seen it when he has played. They haven't seen the production out of him because of, of the course, injury. Because he's been injured. When he has played, he has been good. Sands the end of the year last year, coming off an ACL injury, um, he's been very good. And it's a similar situation. And it's funny because they were picked one pick apart, and they played on the same team in college. Similar to the, the the Detroit Lions and Jeff Okuda. That's we're talking about pick two and pick three from the what twenty twenty draft there. And um pick two, I was so devastated. The Lions won one game. I think they beat the Titans or someone that knocked them out of uh that knocked them down one peg and and brought them into the Okuda pick. And I was like, Why are you winning this game? Because that's how you lost Chase Young. But now sounds like the Lions are gonna be 
well, that's a whole other story. But um, I don't know if it's a if it's a for the Redskins or excuse me for the Commanders. I think it's more of a we just don't like your production, and maybe he's thinking, okay, well, let me go capitalize with another team right now and show you better myself and see what I'm worth. Well, rumor has it that that during talks with Detroit for possibly a third round pick and Julian Aquara. Uh, so right or now the Chase betting Young. right now the betting odds are. Um, I'm sorry, I said a moment. Uh, the Steelers, <laughs> the Lions, and the Patriots. Don't know why. The Patriots won again. Doesn't make any sense to me. I guess if anybody can untap. Well, here's the thing with the Steelers. Didn't they just sign a pass rusher? Who did they sign to go opposite uh, Watt, T.J. Watt? They signed somebody to go opposite T.J. Watt. Who did? I I thought the Steelers had signed a pass rusher here early on in uh, free agency here. I thought they did. Maybe okay. I'm I mean, wrong. They, they, Maybe they I'm wanted- wrong. Regardless, they already have T.J. Watt. So, I mean, do you really need to go out there and spend the money on Chase Young? Mm, probably not. Is it Ogunjobi, Larry Ogunjobi, him? Or, yeah, or did they tackle, draft him? Though. They got him listed as a He's DM. a tackle. Um, Hayward, Cam Hayward. Oh, no, Cam Hayward was there. Cole Holcomb or L. Landon Roberts? No, I, I, it is, it's Larry Ogunjobi was their big free agent. Oh, was it? it okay. Yeah. He was their Patrick big free Peterson. Agent is that who you're thinking of? No. no. Anyways, Chase. Okay, Chase Young's one of those guys that, regardless of where he ends up, because well, I guess you put him opposite side of T.J. Watt. That's a pretty formidable duel right there. Yeah, I mean, Jesus. Right now, the the Lions are have the best odds to land him. And so That's I, the Lions I want the something cap. to say. I, I want to say I have something to say right now. It's exactly it. The Lions just have the most cap space at this point. If Allah or Jesus Christ himself, or Abraham, or Noah, or any biblical figure was a free agent, the Lions are going to be linked to them because they have the most money to spend. And that's what's happening with Chase Young. I wouldn't take a flyer on Chase Young for too many assets. Of course, of course he would look good here, but people don't realize how third loaded. Third round pick of Julian Aguara? I don't know about a third. I'd do a fourth and, and another pass rusher. I'd send a pass rusher back that isn't young. Um, maybe Romeo Aquara. No, I don't know about Julian Aquara. Maybe you sent both the Aquara. They wanted. They wanted yeah. Julian. Let them That's both. fine. They, they could. They could have Aquara in a third round pick. That's fine. For a first overall pick. I would. I would do that a hundred percent because Chase Young would probably. He he's been good when he played or when he's played, and I think he would thrive opposite Aiden Hutchinson's. You you you'd have two of the best. Elite Young pass, pass rushers. rushers, yeah, and he's yeah. 24. Chase Young's 24. I know, he's still a kid. You would get a mulligan on messing up with Okuda, which of course it's True. out of your it's out of your control because right. you went a pick later, you picked a pick later, but it would make a lot of people in this town feel a lot better that you got the guy that's better. And then if he plays well, it's just all house money. Um, I'd take a flyer on him for the right place, right price. I still love Quinnen Williams as the best trade option, sign option for the Lions available. You know, but. and if Chris Jones somehow that. Yeah. Little debacle there in Kansas City was to fall apart. Well, I would, I would give, I'd give them a first round pick. See, I had a feeling you were going to say that, but the the problem is with the Chris Jones thing. I mean, now we're talking twenty million dollars a year. I'm good. With I that. don't think I'll give Chris Jones twenty million to come here. I still don't think if you sign Chase Young and he's healthy all year this year, he could demand that kind of money. Not off of one year. 
Not Chris Jones money. Not Chris Jones money. No. He, and I think he'd get a bridge. He would get a bridge to Correct. his next deal because I think if you trade a player whose fifth year option doesn't get picked up, mm -hmm. the, the team that trades for him can't pick it up. Right. So this is the last year of his contract, I think, regardless. Correct. I, I would, honest to God, I'd rather give up Julian Aquara or both Aquaras or all the Aquara and a third round pick for Chase Young and see if it pans out than tie up that much cap. Then tie up that much cap into Chris Jones right now. It's not like it's not like, not like the Lions have to spend this cap money regardless because they're going to spend it next year. Yeah, they they got to yeah. they're talking with Goff preliminarily, and then you have Amonra St. Brown's going to ask for money. Panay Sewell's going to ask for money soon. Then you got to worry about Hutchinson next year. So I think that's why they're playing their cards close to their yeah. close to their chest. That being said, at some point, at some point, they're going to jump. I think that there's just too many people that they've been linked to, and I think at some point— have more cap space next year than they do this year. Yeah, a lot of stuff comes yeah. off the books next year. But what I'm trying to say is one of these guys is going to materialize for them. I think at right. some point, might not be this year, but they're going to be linked to so many guys, and there's so many names that at some point they're going to land one of these guys. Similar to the C.J. Gardner-Johnson signing. The Lions were linked for, to him. He waited a week or two in a free agency. Boom, he ended up here. They got the top safety on the market. So You want to know, I'm looking at these, this odds list. And this was updated today now. So are they still number one? The Lions? They are number one. And there's a few other teams in here that don't really make Seattle's number two. Seattle needs a pass rusher. They were they were supposed to take a pass rusher in this draft and didn't and didn't do it. Chicago need they need defensive help and they you can make the case that they, they need, need help pass all the way rusher. down the line, offensive yeah. and defensive help. The Giants. I don't know. They, they, they got their own issues. And Seattle was a playoff team last year. They're too. only going to get better. That's the, what I was the thinking. The Giants are interdivision, so it's going to cost more. Houston, yeah. New Orleans, Pittsburgh. Houston makes sense. Houston makes a lot of sense. You, you throw them across from Willie Anderson. Pittsburgh, fit, yeah. Don't know if they could pull it off. New Orleans. I mean, I don't know. He fits with a lot of those teams, but who? you got to trade for him. So right. who's going to want to move assets? Who wants the pony Who's going to want to pay for them yeah. on the trade front and give them the contract if it works out? You know, who's going to want to do that is the question. Correct. Who could afford to do that? I've had enough of talking about the news today. And we've talked about the news a whole lot as of late. And so I want to break down a list from 33rdteam.com um, where they ranked officially – all 32 NFL head coaches. Um, I quickly went through this list because I really didn't want to spoil it myself. Okay. But I want to go through this from bottom to top and see how you guys feel about it and get some thoughts on it. And, and I mean, hey, can so I go? Can I start with the 32nd coach in the I'll, NFL? We can go from the. I pulled it up just now, so if you want to go from the bottom, let's we're, do I, it. We're, we're I would love start to from the bottom. Can, can I say who should be? The sure, yes, you 30 can. Seconds. Wait, can I guess what you're going to say? Go ahead. Mike McCarthy. How did you know? <laughs> it's How fair. No. It's fair. Is he there? Is no, he at 32? He's not there. He what the fuck? There. You try um, to tell me there's one worse than him? Well, the guy's defense carried him to one Super Bowl in 2010. Oh, God. And he's Reggie a top White. coach. Jesus Reggie Christ. fucking White. So RIP. I'll say this. I'll say this. They put all three of the new head coaches at the bottom. Fair. Zero seasons with teams, zero and zero head coaching record. So 32 is Jonathan Gannon, Arizona. Who's not off to a good start, by the way. Correct. Yeah. Correct. He's already buried. Go ahead. Um, D'Amico Ryans at 31. Okay. Shane Steichen 
at 30. Okay. And now we get into guys who actually are coaches in the league coaches. right now. So this one, honestly, I, it surprised me, but also at the same time, I get it. Um, no, I'm with it. I'm with if, this one. So if you had to guess who the worst head coach is active that we've seen coach in the NFL right now. Right now. Don't say Mike McCarthy because you know Mike he's McCarthy. not that low. It's the answer, not Mike the McCarthy. answer isn't he Mike McCarthy. He should be that low. So who do you think it is? I, I have no idea. You got me. Come on. Don't. You want you want a hint? AFC. Yeah. So he's in his, his, sec, his second stint as a head coach, and he's in the AFC. Second stint. Josh McDaniels? Yeah. Josh McDaniels. So at 29. Oh, shit. That was Josh pretty good. McDaniels. I pulled that out of my ass. I have not seen this list, by the way. I have not seen it. Um, I mean, my God. Uh, it's, I mean, right in here, they criticized the hiring of him and how they didn't oh, hire Oh, I, I do, too. Uh, I, you know what? Mark Davis is a weirdo. We all know that. He's weird. God, we Josh do McDaniels an, we do an is not a good coach. Very good <laughs> offensive coordinator. Horrible head coach. I I still don't know if I agree with that 100% because, I mean, when you go up on this list and hear some, like, okay, I'm sorry. You're going to sit here and tell if me. If Mike McCarthy's name was there before his, I would be like, on. okay. Hold on. Well, because I'm going to make the same argument that you did. Okay, go Realistically, ahead. after seeing what we saw last year, yes. would you rather have Josh McDaniels as head coach than Todd Bowles? No, Todd Bowles was Todd awful. Bowles was an actor. I, I have to say, kind of how the he's same, not They're there. in the same ballpark to uh, McDaniels and Todd Bowles. I, I would say McDaniels is better than fucking I agree. Todd Bowles. McDan- this is why would. I give a slight edge to Josh McDaniels. And, and by the way, I think he sucks, and I think he's a bottom five coach in the league, and I think he's going to get fired this year. I know what you're thinking, but the difference between McDaniels and Bowles and why I'm, I'm going to agree with you on the Todd Bowles thing is in their first stints as head coaches, because Todd Bowles was a head coach, too. Correct. This is the second time. He also choked pretty bad and never did well, whereas McDaniels had, like, one decent Todd Bowles buried Tim the Tebow Jets. season. He buried right. the Jets. Yeah. He did. He did. He did. I, I don't know. I think the jury's a little more out on Todd Bowles <laughs> than it is on Josh McDaniels, but I will I will yeah. give it to you. If you want to say Todd, McBo- Todd, or, uh, Todd Bowles is worse than Josh McDaniels, well, I'll give it to you. I'm going to make an argument for another one, because... I- I would I'd probably have to swap number 28 and number 29 too. So above McDaniels by one spot at 28 is Matt Eberflus. Chicago Bears with a 3 and 14 record. But he's not still coach there, is he? Yes, he is. He is. He is. Oh fuck. I, th- I think the jury's it's <laughs> I, it's I, too soon to tell on on him. Just like it would be too yeah, soon I to tell on Josh I mean, on, uh, Gotta Dan give Campbell. him another year. Get him another year and and honestly you might even have to give him 2 years cuz they were fully committed to what they're doing right now in the rebuild. Okay. Um, so I think if they improve this year, he moves up the list. But you can't judge him year one just like you couldn't judge Dan Campbell year oh, one. Oh, who the fuck was that in uh, uh, Denver that got fired? What was his name? Hackett. Oh, had, Hackett. oh my God. He's fucking awful. Hackett, Hackett would have had to have been below me. Hackett was bad. He was supposed Hackett to win the division. Fucking awful. Finished in last. Awful. Uh, at 27, right above Eberflus is Dennis Allen of the Saints. We're all high on the Saints this year. I'm Dennis Allen? Yes. I, I think Dennis Allen, he needs more time. And it, it That's been a shit show there. I mean, they... They can't get a quarterback right now. I don't know if the he's going to get more time, very though. Good, I don't think they're going to give him more time. Yeah. I don't Sorry, think I cut you off. What you were don't you think say? so? 
I don't think they're going to need more time because they went out and got assets this year. They got I, I, right. One would think you're, the Tampa, Tampa's the gone. Tampa's gone. Right. So if this they, is their shit. They're not competitive the right now. Yeah. Uh, he's gone. I, I have I them in the playoffs. They might even get into the playoffs as a wild card because because yeah. I think that their schedule is that favorable. We went over it in that division. Right. Correct. They get to play right. the Falcons twice. They get to play the Bucks twice. And then if the Panthers are bad, they get them twice. So hypothetically, this is his shit or get off the pot year right. in New Orleans. They expect more. Agree 1,000%. I don't know if he's a good coach or a bad coach. We, The whole thing is, is like, okay. It's hard to judge guys McDaniels, when the teams are in fucking total disarray. Well, and it's not even – But really McDaniels, is. you constantly heard criticism about McDaniels, right? Eberflus, you heard constant criticism. Todd Bowles, you heard constant criticism. We haven't heard criticism or not criticism from Dennis Allen. Mm-mm, we he not. just kind of exists. Like it's almost as if there. a lot of people didn't know he was the coach there. Correct. Yeah. Um, that 26 is Todd Bowles, who I believe is the worst head coach in football. Period. I mean, he's 25? 34 and 50 career. I, at 26. It's and real simple. If anybody, for three if anybody watched a Tampa Bay game last year, you see why he's the worst coach in football. I mean, it was awful. And, and I mean, they were drawing up plays in the fucking dirt. Like, let's be real. You had Tom Brady last year. You limped your way to 8-9 into the playoffs, got smoked, and now you have a quarterback competition between Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. So you think it's going to get any better? If I was him, I would have left. Because it's gonna, this is going to be – they're going to win what, three is games still this the year? Coach, yes. They're going to oh, win three Christ. games. They got rid of uh, Leftwich. He Leftwich was the martyr. Oh, of the he Colts. took the blame? Yeah, he took the blame. Sort of like uh, the kid in Dallas took the blame? Oh, What's uh, Kellen, Kellen, Kellen Moore. Kellen uh, Moore. Huh? Kellen Moore. Yeah. He took the fucking blame for Mike McCarthy's inept fucking coaching style. I don't I don't agree with these next two. I, str- I and and the guy at twenty three sucks in my opinion. So I, agree. I don't like where the twenty five and twenty four are. Twenty five and he's gonna he's gonna throw a fit right now. Robert Sala. What? Yeah. I, I was that one shocked me. Yeah, just are the, you kidding me? It's you can't call Dan Campbell a good coach and not call Robert Sala a good coach because Robert Sala almost had that team winning, you know, into the playoffs. They they almost got into the playoffs with no quarterback last year, and their running back went down. Running back right. went down a lot. They had a lot of injuries. Quinton Williams was injured for a couple games. That being yeah. said, he's. I don't agree with that. Fringe hot seat this year. I don't agree with if that. At all. If there's some choking action, and I don't think the Jets are going to be amazingly good this year, but if there's some choking action this year, then this is kind of justifiable. But his players love him. He's turned around a franchise that seems very difficult to turn around. And through two years, year one, bad, year hey, two. Let's, let's look at good. it this way when have the Jets really been relevant? Not since Rex Ryan was in his first two years there have they been relevant. Yeah. Well, but is that because of him or Aaron Rodgers? Well, he had no. Com- I would say it's because of Salah. He, he had them competing. He had them competing last year, and uh, he had their defense. Todd the Bowles was there for two fucking years and buried the whole franchise. Well, this is. I'm gonna say what? this too. I mean, are we gonna blame Robert Sala on the fact that no, the you front can't. office fucking whiffed on Zach Wilson, and then every for the last two years they've had a different quarterback. Hey, Woody, every game Woody Johnson's the guy to fucking blame. Yeah, because he continues I mean, to hire the wrong people. He's a bad owner. Awful. He's just like remember this when we do the, the owners people ranking. that were here. Yeah, prior. We're, we're gonna have to do the owner rank. Go ahead. Disagree with twenty four, but I think I'm in the minority for disagreeing. No, I disagree with you too. Frank Reich twenty four. 
Yeah, I think Frank Reich's a top 10 coach in football. I don't know oh, why yeah. he got fired. He had no quarterback for two. He had the, the ghost sorry, of Philip Rivers. Ghost of Philip, Philip Rivers and, and ghost of Matt Ryan. And he Sam got fired. Ellinger? Sam Ellinger. Sam Ellinger? What the, the fuck? To the point when uh, the Eagles stomped out the Colts last year. Uh, what's his face? Uh, got off the Nick Sirianni got got off the field screaming. That was for fucking Frank Reich. What do you got? Because that's how boy? he revered Frank what are you Reich. Playing with your Game Boy? Oh, that's the button for the. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Anyways. so we're we're in consensus. I think Frank Reich's a top ten coach. I think, I think their their success is going to be the Panthers' success is going to be tied to him. I right. think if they succeed, it's going to be because him. And I think he's in a really good situation finally that he didn't have in Indianapolis. I mean, yeah, I, you want to talk about a bad situation in Indianapolis? Not only was I would love to go to Indianapolis as a coach because all I would do is be inside the the owner's box drinking Chevis. With uh, the owner. And that's what I would be doing. I was going to say, what? <laughs> what you would be there for is what I was going to say is a drawback. One, he didn't have a quarterback. Two, uh, I mean, you had Jonathan Taylor injured for a good chunk of last year as well, who's your entire offense. Three, the, the, the fucking Colts just weren't good. Like, they just didn't have that great of a roster. Yeah, but they, four, you know what? They were four, good, and they slowly but surely had, just declined. You had Jim Irsay come down and say, hey, that old bastard Matt Ryan, get rid of him. We're gonna toss this kid out there, and look how the fuck that panned out. So they, they should have just stuck with Frank Matt Ryan, Ryan, played the year out. I don't know what the Jeff Saturday thing was. I'm still trying to figure <laughs> that out. Uh, is he on the list, Jeff Saturday? You can't, you can't hire a coach. No, he got fired. Okay. Uh, you can't hire a coach whose last name's Saturday for a team that plays on Sunday. Amen. Amen. Okay. Yeah. Just play center. Just play center, Jeff. Shut up and play center. That's what Peyton told him. Yep. 23 blew my mind as well. Kevin Stefanski. He threw in one good year, and he was a good coordinator, but he's been bad for two years now. And some may say it's because he hasn't had a quarterback, but I don't know. I don't think he's going to be the second coming like they thought he was. I don't, oh, no. I don't, I don't think either. he's going to get it done. And this may be his last year here, but but who knows? I think they're in arguably the toughest division in football. Agreed. And I think they're going to have three playoff teams in that division. Um, so it's going to be tough. But you got your full year of Deshaun Watson, and let's see where things go from here. I, I, everybody keeps defaulting to this. You got your full year of Deshaun Watson thing. And like, even on here, oh, this is with Deshaun Watson eligible to play the whole year. I'm sorry. I don't know if Deshaun Watson is Deshaun Watson of three years ago anymore. Okay, let's say, for shits and giggles, he's going to play a full year. What did they do with him last year? Nothing. What nothing. did they win with Deshaun when Watson he came last back, year? They did nothing. nothing. Did he win one game? I forgot he came. One back. out of five that he played in. I, I think. I uh, no, they won two with him. Okay, so he won two out of five. Correct. So give him two more. Full year, two tops, three. Okay. I just so, don't know. I uh, just don't know why everybody's so. I don't know. Because if honest to God, I would. I would have Salah and Frank Reich. Over he's him. he's a top three guy. He's got a top three quarterback. This, I, don't, I don't know. You can't make excuses for inept. This one shocked me, but I, I, I again, like I said this when we were talking about Buffalo a few weeks ago. Everybody in Buffalo, I feel like, is on the hot seat this year. And at twenty two, they have Sean McDermott. I, I agree. I I I don't. Uh, I think he's a great coach. I just think he's got a he's saddled with a quarterback that can't get it together because Sean McDermott is 
one of the reasons everything turned around in Buffalo when him and Brandon Bean, the GM, came in, they they did it together. And just looking up at the list, I think Sean McDermott is better than about five coaches that are in front of him on this list. So I think he's too I think he's too low. I, I would have to agree with you. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, wait till you find out who twenty. Number twenty one is. is Mike McCarthy. Well, Mike McCarthy's in front of him. That's a travesty <laughs> as it is. Um, I mean, we know that Mike McCarthy. But I, th- I think he's on his decline, and I think he's on the hot seat, and I, I understand why. This is his shitter get off the pot year too. Agreed. I, 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 think, I think you could possibly see both of them gone. I know they don't pull the trigger year. and on on uh, head coaches often in Dallas, but. There's a body to. of work there, and I, I things don't think are falling he's done apart. That enough. If they if they don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they're expecting the win to the division Look at this how year. Long there, he's but stuck with Jason Garrett, it was a long time. That's what and I'm that's trying to say. Fucking, they don't pull the trigger. That's that his demise. So that's why he's going to die without a Super Bowl. And same with same with Wade Phillips. He was there for a long time too. Um, that being Wade said, Wade Phillips was a good defensive coordinator. Great. That's it. Great. He won a Super Bowl. That's it. Um, that being said, I think this is. Mike McCarthy shit or get off the pot year. I don't know who they get, but I'd like to see him gone this year. This year, hopefully by week eight. I hope he's gone. We'll call that our pig roast episode. Yeah, because you know what? If they're out of it early, if they don't jump out and actually get a big lead on Philadelphia, you could put a fucking you could throw the dirt on them, dude. You're done. At least I know that we don't have to spend that much time on these next few. 20 is Brandon Stink. No, I got a lot to say about Who? this fucking guy. Go. He's he is arguably he's bottom three of coaches that are not new. The guy so from uh, San the Char- Diego, the Chargers. Right. I think or, he's a bottom sorry, three. LA. They they have him on this list. They justify it because he's got two winning seasons. I think he's got two playoff years. He is not a good coach. I've watched him single handedly choke games, and he's exactly. like tip, typically it's the analytics is why he got hired. Oh, the analytics guys are pretty good, and he comes from that same school of thought. I think it's worked against him on some of his decisions making and he sucks i think he's one of the worst coaches and i think he's one of the earliest coaches to get fired this year okay can't disagree with anything you just said no i agree he's underachieved he's underachieved 19 ron rivera riverboat ron uncle sam i'll say this ron hasn't had a quarterback they they account for they account for old they account for past coaching experience Correct. on this list too. Correct. So they're they're slightly accounting for right, Panthers so Ron Rivera what, too. His time at Carolina. He went to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. He's 98 90 and 2 all time. So he's 500. So same 500. drill. There's three or four guys that I think he's better than on this list and for that reason I think he's way too way That's too low. That's a little low for him. Yeah, I, and okay. I think they're there eventually. I think one of the reasons the commanders are going to advance like they always do, they're like cockroaches. They come back every three or four years. One of the reasons they're going to do it is because of him, because of him. Defense. And I think they're going to yeah. get a quarterback eventually too. So, uh, Once they get a quarterback, I, I think they really have a chance to make some noise and be successful. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I just don't think Sam Howell's the guy. I think that Ron Rivera and Sean McDermott should both be above the next guy. Okay. At 18, it's Arthur Smith. And I, I know the record's not really against him. He's 14 and 20 in two years. And that's not horrendous. But at the end of the day, I think Atlanta, everybody, like right on here, it says how subpar Atlanta's roster is. He hasn't had a quarterback. He got them 14 wins in the last two years without a quarter. Like, I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's. I don't think he is 
that bad. I think people agree with you this year, too. And I think he should have a better year this year. I would still have Ron Rivera and McDermott yeah, above him. I agree with that. But I don't think he's that bad. While we're here, it sounds like it is going to be Desmond Ritter, by the way. I, I And I think it should be. I, I think Desmond Ritter is going to be the – I think he could be the guy there. I know we didn't see it last year. I know we didn't. But I think Desmond Ritter could be the guy there. Do I think he's going to take the world by storm? No. No. But do I think he is going to be? Listen, they, they got pieces in place. They got Bijan Robinson. That's it. They're going to turn him loose. And hopefully Ritter can find a couple of these receivers that they have downfield. I mean, that's the only chance they have. The defense is what literally gave up on them last year. It was their defense. They couldn't stop anybody. I don't want to spend a ton of time on Atlanta here. But I'm yeah. going to ask you one question. Mm-hmm. Do you think Bijan can be as productive as Derrick Henry? Not in the first year, yeah. I'm saying in general. Yeah, I do. If De- if the Titans and, and, and Derrick Henry can win 13 games with Ryan Tannehill, Atlanta with B. John Robinson can win 13 games. Atlanta and was the top five. He, he had a big hand. Year. He had a really big hand. Like, if you if you ask Vrabel, all the coaches who have left him over the years, he'll, he'll be devastated over Art Smith. He had a big hand of what was going on there. Real quick, before we move on on Arthur Smith, did you guys know that he is the heir, one of the heirs to the FedEx fortune? I did not know. He's, that. His, know his that. dad's a multi, multi, multi billionaire. His dad oh, wow. co co founded FedEx. Well, he's doing this because he loves to do it. Just loves football. That's a, that's a big thing. Yeah. Just loves God football. God bless Arthur Smith. God bless him. This um, 17, I think, is a bottom third coach, in my opinion. Matt LaFleur. Bottom third coach. I think it's way too I, high. I think there's a couple other guys that need to be above him because I he hasn't really shown anything. And I, I think Aaron Rodgers is glad to be the hell there, out of I mean, Jesus Christ, he had Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. You took over one of the most winningest teams in football. You had Aaron Rodgers. And what do you win? Two MVPs in the last how four many years? years? Again, years, four years? At not, not even factoring, like, the personnel. Like, the personnel and what you underutilize is one thing. But when we're talking about in-game decision-making, and he has some brilliant flashes. He was part of that commander staff that had McVay and – and Kyle Shanahan and all them, and Mike McDaniel. So I just don't think he's that good of a coach. I don't think his decision-making is that good, and I think he's one of the reasons why Aaron Rodgers didn't win as much in his Agreed. last couple of years. Now, they struggle this year, and it all falls apart for them. You think he's gone? They also don't move through coaches very often. Yeah, I we, don't think uh, he's We've seen that. So How maybe, long was Mike McCarthy there Maybe for? not this year. Years? I think they get a mulligan on Jordan Love. I think yeah. I think that they're going to let that situation unfold first. Maybe next year, but not this year. Can't argue that. Right above him. Well, actually, I'm kinda, I was kind of surprised to see him above him. Dan Campbell. at 16, dead in the middle. Scrolling up, there's only one or two guys on the list above Dan Campbell that I would say. Not that I would take above Dan Campbell, because I'm taking Dan Campbell above all coaches in the NFL. I think we have the best coach in football. That being said, um, there's only one or two guys that I might take in front of him from this list. Just one, to be honest with you. So this is a decent spot. Um, I would take him over The guy in front of him. 14, it would be a good... Argument. It's a tie, 14. 13. It's a tie again with 13. I agree. The same reasons. I t- I'll take Campbell over 12. Okay. I think I might take Campbell over 11. Mm-mm. Wow, you're high on him. I am. If it was me, I'd have. I, that's exactly where I would have Dan Campbell is at 11. Listen, Dan For Campbell, this, everybody needs to remember last year. I would have and, Dan and Campbell. the bad decision. And I'm not talking about the year before. Okay. 
Last year, the first six games, he made some horrendous calls that cost them at least two games. Mm -hmm. At least two games. I can't get that out of my head. What were you going to say just now? The reason why I would move Dan Campbell up further is because, in my heart, there's only one other guy in the league, one other coach in the league, who you get the more he's that player-friendly from. Okay? Player-friendly coach. Is it Mike Rabel? No. Mike Tomlin? Mike Tomlin. Yeah. On this list, okay, because let's be real here, I'm not a huge Mike Tomlin guy. I know you're really not either. I am. I like Mike. If Mike Tomlin's going to be three, and realistically, all over the last few, I mean, he always gets the team to 500, but I don't see that big of a, he of a jump. rabbits out of fucking hats my, last year. My hot Ooh. take on Mike Tomlin is Tom. that I think he's the best all-around coach in football. I think, really? I think I, he's I, the best all-around coach. You know coach. what? I wouldn't say that because I, I think John Harbaugh is right next to number him. two for me. You, you would have to say John Harbaugh. Players Just love to play the, for him. The Harbaugh way they think doesn't have the 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 roster. All right, let's that get Mike there. Tomlin has dealt with fifteen. Kevin O'Connell shouldn't even be. I, I why he stumbled into why? this list. I think it's all going to come. I, I, it's going to show why? this year. He stumbled into it. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. Why. I put Campbell above him. Fourteen. Mike McDaniel. I love Mike. McDaniel. I, I love Mike McDaniel. He's a too. weirdo. He's a weirdo, but he's outstanding. Weirdo, but great, I, I great like coach. Him too. Same drill. Players love him. He's really smart. He makes good in-game decisions. I think they're going to be happy with him in Miami for a long time. Thirteen. Mike Vrabel could could easily I decline. Think he's kind of running, and I think scores. I think we're on the turn there. But as yeah. a coach, the the only box that he checks off that that matters to me at this point is that the players love him. Everything else has kind of not come. And he was there for a turnaround, and he's won some games. But he's I lost think, a lot of coordinators too. Like yes, arts arts, and I think that's really affected his mm-hmm. his team. Period. We'll find out how good Mike Vrabel is over the next year or two because I yeah. think he's got he's going to be allowed to usher in the Levis era unless things are really bad. So we'll right. find out how good he is. If you asked me this two years ago, I would have had him in the top five or six. This year, I think he's in a good spot, and it's only because his players love him. Uh, at twelve is Zach Taylor. I'm sorry, I don't That's think he makes that big. Him, of a, no? I don't think he makes as big of a difference as anybody thinks. Yet, because when Joe before Joe Burrow was there, what the fuck did you have? You had a dumpster oh, I, fire. I mean, point blank, period. I don't think the first, bud. I don't think there's too many guys that you couldn't have plugged in there, oh, and on. they would have made a difference. Yeah, put my party there. Hold I on. can see it, what you said, but I agree with Uncle Sam. He, I, there's, There were too many they factors outside of Joe Burrow. Decades. There were too many factors outside of Joe Burrow that, that also helped them go to a Super Bowl. Like Their defense turned around out of nowhere. Burrow was the most essential part, but I think everything else that came Zach with Taylor it. You like him together. better than Vrabel? Not better than Vrabel, no. Not better than Vrabel. Not better than Mike McDaniel. Do you trust him more than Dan Campbell? Do you like him more than Dan Campbell? Don't like him more than Dan Campbell. You know what? That's uh, that's one of the two guys that I would have circled, like him and O'Connell, I would have circled over Dan Campbell, um, that I wouldn't take on this list that are yeah, in front of Dan Campbell I wouldn't take. Hold he's, on. he's up there. Okay. Uh, no, I don't, to answer your question. 11, John Harbaugh, who I know you guys are both very high. I at. think that's low for him. That's very low. I think he's a top five I think he's, minimum. Yeah. Top five. 
He's he's done more with less and with injuries anybody, for years. Than he's anybody. Won a Super Bowl. He has not had the rosters yeah. that these everyone guys gets have. banged up every year and they're still right there and they're still always in the playoffs and his his players love him. And they're I just never remember in that cap clip. trouble. I remember they're that never clip. in cap trouble. Remember when they beat Kansas City a couple years ago and he put, he called a timeout and called Lamar over and he's like, We going for this? I'm fourth down. And he's just talking to his players like he's a player. I think guys want to play for John Harbaugh, and I think it's gonna show this year i'd have him at eight or nine i would i'd have him up three or four okay. spots. 10 love this absolutely love this one doug peterson he's top 10 coach in football agree yeah i can't argue with that i'd and, have john harbaugh above him okay but i like doug peterson everybody knows me in jacksonville so yeah. i can't argue with that and, and i mean and you that, know look what he did while he was in philly right i yeah. mean and that Jacksonville game last year, again, if you think about one football game from last year, I think about that game and that Jacksonville All game. I'm thinking about is I want to see Calvin Ridley on that team. That's oh, what I, I was just see. thinking about that today. It's going to be really yeah. cool. Hey, you ready to watch him turn red right now? Yeah. Number nine is Pete Carroll. No, you, you want to know something? I, I agree with that. But no higher than nine? I, I would have had him at ten, but. I so, think I'll, I think I would have put Harbaugh in front of him. So suffice to say, you're not turning red right now, right? Why? Well, I'm going to make you turn red because I think Pete Carroll's a top five coach in football. I don't. I don't. He just thinks he's a scumbag. That, uh, scumbag is fair, but he's one everywhere think he's, he's been. I, I would have him. I would have Harbaugh ahead of him. And and this is another guy. Here's the, here's the thing, P, Pete Carroll. How should I put this? He inherited a playoff team. I don't know. Yes, I don't Mike know if Holmgren you get, had that team in the playoffs. I don't Every know if year you get Russell there. Wilson without Pete Carroll. I don't know if Russell Wilson happens without Pete Carroll. And and the Legion of Boom, that crazy, insane defense Listen, that he modeled Seattle off of what he was good doing at with, USC. What was his fucking name, the quarterback? Matt Hasselbeck. Matt Hasselbeck. They, they Mike were good. Holmgren took Matt Hasselbeck. Sean the Alexander. Yeah, but I mean, it was, Super Bowl. it was a different league. I think That's in, in like, the era, Carroll won in. That's almost like this. Almost. It's fair. I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll give you that. But but he also, Sean Alexander was an MVP candidate yeah. when, when home. And well, they got Pete Carroll crushed. had the best defense in football. And that a lot of that. Yeah. They but got to give him the credit for that. That was him. And they got shredded by the Patriots. And they right. were they were a bad Daryl Bevel play call away from being. But as soon the as they lost, but... uh, what was his name? The coordinator that went to Atlanta. Fuck. Shanahan. Uh, they had Kyle Shanahan, didn't no, they? No, 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 no. They lost. Uh, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. When they That's lost right. Dan That's Quinn, right. the Legion of Boom went, and they weren't the fucking same afterwards. Period. Maybe I again, yeah. and then you look at what he did last year. I, I of course I didn't think they deserved to be there, but he took. Geno I think Smith. he shocked a lot of people just making the playoffs. He with, took Geno Smith to the playoffs. Had. It's another guy that players love. Yeah, I'm high on him. Okay, this one, I, this one actually upsets me. How do you have Brian Dabble at eight? And Dan Campbell at 16. I, I'm i going to be honest with you. I don't Babes. understand that either. Because he sits there. I, I like Dabo, but I don't think I, – I just don't think he's that good. There are three guys on this list that I wanted the Lions to hire when they hired Dan Campbell and Brian Dabble Dable. Was one of them. Brian Dable yeah. was one of them. Doug Peterson was another one of them. Um, I think Brian Dable is excellent. I would have him over Dan Campbell. I think he's too high on this particular list. He's too list. high on this list. 
I wouldn't have him over. Honestly, God, I wouldn't have him over Pete Carroll. I wouldn't no, have he's him too over high. Peterson. I wouldn't he's have too him over Harbaugh. Yeah. yeah, I probably wouldn't have him over Zach Taylor. Yeah, maybe, maybe or Mike, Vrabel. maybe Mike McDaniel too. Maybe, yeah, yeah. I think Dave will be sitting pretty at fourteen, but at seven, Sean McVay. I love this how is, all this of is us Sean, are this is this is Sean McVay's shit or get off the pot. I don't think it's it is. it's weird. It's weird because there's coaches that I wouldn't that are in front of him. There's two I think that are in front of him that I wouldn't have in front of him, but also. There's coaches that are behind him that I would have in front of him, if that makes sense. So this is a good, soft landing spot for Sean McVay. It's not shit or get off the pot. I disagree. I think he could have that job for life if he wants it, unless they just have losing seasons every year. That being said, we're going to learn a lot about Sean McVay this year. This year. Yes, I agree. Six, Kyle Shanahan. Way too high for him. Top 10, but too high. My opinion, too high. Top 10, I'd put McVay over him. And honest to God, I mean, if you want to talk about the whole... you got to put Pete Carroll over him. The whole scope of the work, you've got to put Pete Carroll over him. Yeah, yeah. and Harbaugh, yeah. and Peterson. And, and Harbaugh. There's, there's I, I don't three... understand why John Harbaugh was there's way four. down on that fucking list. There's four Super Bowl winning coaches that are... Or at least three Super Bowl winning coaches that, that are behind be him. That yeah. should That's be up ridiculous. there. Well, four if you include Sean McVay. Those, all yeah. those guys want... Sean McVay, Carroll, Harbaugh, and Peterson all won Super Bowls. Love Kyle Shanahan. I know you don't. I think he's a top 10 coach. He's not the sixth best, best coach in football. He overthinks his way out of championships. And the guy in front of him. As far as I'm concerned. Number five guy also is way too high. I don't even okay. think he's a top 10 coach. Who's number five? Sirianni. Like him. I like Nick Sirianni. Sirianni. Yeah. At five. Great coach. Like him. He, I, I think that's too high for him. Way too high. He's not in the top 10. I do too. No, he's not a top 10 coach. Yeah. I agree with good, you. Good coach. You though. could have good him coach. right, on, very the, right on that cusp. I mean, yeah. again. You want to put him right in there with Zach Taylor? Yes, Sirianni, Taylor, yeah. Campbell. I think you can guys put all that those brought guys. guys that brought a team in to the Super low, Bowl and choked in the low tens. I think he should be right there. Number four, Sean Payton. Way too high. Way way too high. So yeah, top ten coach though. But I wouldn't take Sean Payton over. We're going through that list. The only guy on that list that I would take him over is Doug Peterson. So I wouldn't take him over Harbaugh. I wouldn't take him over Carroll. I'd probably take him over Brian Dable. I'd take him over Dable and maybe Sean McVay and then Shanahan. So I I think I think Sean Payton's just outside of the top five. Certainly not four. Um, I like him right where he's at. That's fair. I I just think that he. We'll see. I mean, we're we're all going to see this year. If he can recreate the wheel, yeah. Well, he's going to have. If he can recreate what he had in San Francisco with Russell Wilson as his Drew Brees and get all that going, we're talking like one of the best coaches ever. If he can, yeah. If he can, if do he it can with do Denver, especially turn around that team last year yeah. and and get Russell Wilson to say, "Hey, you are a football player." I th- I think we could uh, really do something here. Number three, Mike Tomlin. I, I, have, I number, have number one for me. So I understand I who doesn't have number one. I think he's a top. No, I think Andy Reid's better than him. Yeah, that's fair. my opinion. That's fair. And I think Bill Belichick's better than him. Well, those you can't are... take Bill Belichick out of the fucking coaching ranks. I still think Bill Belichick is the best coach in football because he's done it longer than these other guys. Mm-hmm. And I got Tomlinson right behind him. Those are the next two guys. Yeah, Belichick at two, Andy Reid at one. I don't, guys, I don't have an issue with that at all. I'll give you guys a hot take on Belichick just because I know what you just said. And I know you're a Patriots fan. Uh, top five for sure. For years, for years, I believed that 
Tom Brady wasn't extraordinary and couldn't win without Belichick, and Bill Belichick wasn't extraordinary and couldn't win without Tom Brady. I thought it was a symbiotic relationship. I thought together they were the best. I think it's clear now that Belichick may have may have needed. I don't think Tom Brady's a world beater. I don't think he's the goat, even though the rings say it. And I'm a Michigan fan too, so it's saying a lot. Um, that being said, I don't think Belichick could win without Brady. We'll we'll see. Here, top, top coach all time statistically. I, I will say this: right? if Belichick was left with a Garoppolo instead of fucking what he's had the past two years, I think it'd have been a different story. If he hangs out long enough. If he hangs yeah. out there long enough, it, I don't think it's Mac Jones, but if he th- hangs out there yeah. long enough, there's some good quarterbacks. And if he gets a quarterback, I would love to see one last Belichick run because he he's X's and O's. There's no one better game planning. I think there's no one better I, I than Belichick. Where where he sets himself apart from everybody else is his halftime adjustments. Yeah. To come out of a fucking halftime and to adjust I don't think there's anybody better than him. I agree that Andy Reid is also better. I would take Andy I, Reid. I do, too. Because Andy Reid has done it in different stops. Correct. And I and would they, love to see. There's another player-friendly coach. All these guys love mm-hmm. this guy. Okay. One, I have to. I think we need to reconsider your spot on the show because you just looking at Uncle Sam and saying that Tom Brady isn't the GOAT and giving He's him exactly right. all the justification in the world that I fought for for eons on here. Statistically, statistically, him and Belichick are both He's the GOATs. He's the best. Statistically, you cannot beat what they did. Exactly. But could they do it elsewhere? And Andy Reid, I mean, I know he didn't win the, the Super Bowl in Philly and he lost to Belichick, but Andy Reid has gone and done it elsewhere, you know, with different pieces. Uh, this is it. I'm I'm gonna say this right now as it stands. He's got a TB12 shirt on, by the way. <laughs> Nobody cares. Right now as it stands, Andy Reid is the best coach in football. Yeah, I, I I'm not gonna argue this. That. Fair. Billichek. I'm not gonna argue. Probably that. the best He's coach two. of all time. He's two. No, he is the best coach statistically of all time. Brady wouldn't have been as successful as he was without Billichek, and Billichek wouldn't have been successful as he was without Brady. Agreed. But. Tom Brady is still the goat. He's not the and goat. he's the most winningest. Won a Super Bowl since Tom left, but Tom Tom won one. Yeah, no, oh, whatever, I mean, dude. I mean, Brady, whatever, whatever. We were we were lucky to have Tom Brady. I, to I'll me. be the first Listen one to, to tell me. you. If Bill, if if the scumbag Pete Carroll hadn't thrown a pass at the fucking two yard line, it was Daryl Bevel. We wouldn't Darryl even Bevel. be talking about this right now. And if Atlanta. And Dan Quinn, the biggest collapse in Super Bowl history. We're not going. Okay. Oh, We're not on, going hold on. here. Hold on. Totally fair. You could still take away those two Super Bowls that they backed into, and he's still the best coach of all time, and Brady's still Correct. probably the— He's still the most winningest quarterback of all time. Yeah. I mean, I you, can, you can take those away. That. Is and, he the greatest? They, uh, they lost how no. many Super Bowls? Three, four? They lost a few of them, too. Who defines the greatest quarterback? Dan that's, Marino. That's the thing. But, Dan Marino. Oh, doesn't define the greatest quarterback. He's the greatest that's, quarterback that's ever to play the game. So, uh, speaking of Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. Perfection was Joe Montana. Perfection. Perfection. Are you done? No. Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, we need to talk about some serious throwback jerseys that are coming back this year. Um, Tampa Bay announced yesterday that actually when they play us, right, the Lions. Lions. They will be wearing their creamsicle jerseys, which, in my opinion, is my absolute... I think it's my favorite throwback jersey out of all of them. Uh, I love the Steelers' Bumblebee situation. 
I know you what, fucking the stripe hate one? that. The stripe. Yeah, I didn't like that. That's, that's awesome. That's stupid. Um, I, I, I love the, the creamsicle thing. I, I think that's the coolest jersey. I don't like creamsicles as much as I like cream pies. Emrico cream pie. <laughs> Emrico. Cream I, 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 I like the older. I like the I like the Houston uh, the Houston, Houston Oiler throwbacks. I I think the Titan should go with that more. Well, I I don't like the Titan name. Period. I think it's stupid. They rename rename that. What? Just go back to the Oilers. Let's uh real real quick, Uncle Sam. You you and I let's do this because you have a lot of history with with Jersey talk and all that. Let's um, I want to hear your five. And, and, and there's going to be historical context, too. So I want to hear your five best jerseys all time and your five least favorite jerseys all time. And we could do just this year. We could, we no, could do fine. like We could do current jerseys. Who do you think has the five best and who do you think is the five worst? Best jersey? I think there's a jersey in pro football, and I want to see if you agree with me. I think there's a jersey in pro football that is by far the best jersey in sports. So let me hear your five shit jerseys first. My five shit jerseys yeah period current currently current jerseys and and i don't like the titans okay i'm with they're they're one of them they're they're in the i don't like it i don't like uh the cardinals i don't like their jerseys Mm -hmm. they've they've had some jerseys that were kind of cool but and these are two these are two teams to recently update their jerseys by the way correct so i not a fan there's historical context of their jerseys being shitty meaning that they're in the last couple years so yeah i'm not i'm not a fan of theirs um the chargers i don't like the chargers i don't i don't legendary powder blue i i like the powder blue but i don't like where they're going with it i i don't like the rams I don't like where they're going with their shit. Either they were going to go the gold and this, the white. It, the it original like Rams jerseys were blue in, and white. It seems like they always mix in the wrong helmet with the jerseys, Correct. too. Because they got the blue and white helmet, and they got the yellow and blue helmet. And they, they always like mix and match poorly. I don't like the yeah. blue and white. I prefer the blue and yellow. But I yes. want it to be that dark blue and that piss yellow that reminds me of the greatest show on turf. The, <laughs> yeah. Kurt, the Kurt Warner ones. Well, and they had, when it they, was more gold than yellow. No, the, the year they lost, it was more gold than yellow. The year yeah, they won, right. the year they won, it was more yellow. The, it was right. more blue and yellow. So I'm, I feel you a little bit on the Rams. I, I, I want to hear. All right, give me three of your favorites now, and I will. I have a. I made a list for this. That's how excited I was for I, Jersey Talk. I really like the Bengals. I I I like the Bengals whiteout outfits. I think they're awesome. Fair. Um, I think their jerseys, when they rebranded their stuff, I really liked it. They've done good. They got the tiger print. Yeah, on man. Yeah, it's really cool. I like it. Um. I like the Baltimore Ravens. I've always liked their uniforms. They're in my top ten. I, you haven't named the team that I'm that I'm I'm hoping you're gonna name. It's my favorite jersey in sports. I think it's my favorite jersey. Really? Yeah, I'll get not there. the Lions, is it? No, but I do like the, I do like the Lions jerseys. I I like I like their stuff too. Mm-hmm. I like it better now than I than in the past. I don't like the black with the Lions stuff. The black outline that was stupid. It sounds like they're going away. That was from the Mariucci black too. brought that shit in here. I don't like it because San Francisco was doing that years ago. Give me one more team's jersey. I love the Miami like. Dolphins. Yeah, they're in my top. Three. I love the Miami yeah. Dolphins. I've always liked their their rebrand was excellent. I I just I like it. I don't like the Buffalo Bills. 
I don't like the way they've rebranded. Mm-hmm. Stupid. None of it makes sense. Go back to the old school and leave it that way. Real quick, can I give my top three and bottom three before you go here? Yeah. My bottom three, I don't like the Texans. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. Uncle Sam and I know, the Cardinals. And I know this one's not going to be popular, but I don't like the Chiefs. I know that's not popular. I don't like the Chiefs. It's too much red. I think they should integrate more gold. My top three, I have an honorable mention in top three. My honorable mention is Seattle because I love how just fucked up Seattle comes out with like the lime green shit. And honestly, I don't mind Jacksonville either. But my top three are as follows in this order. Number three, I think New England, when they redid it and they made subtle changes to it, I loved the way the New Jersey looks with the little red stripes on here. Uh, number two is Miami. I think Miami has one of the most iconic jerseys in football. It's extremely Miami. It's not over the top. It's not overdone. And it, it's just a legendary uniform. And they didn't deviate from the logo all that much. They just modernized it a little bit. Number one for me is the Raiders. The number one jersey in sports for me is the Oakland Raiders black jersey. Agreed. Number one jersey in sports is the black jersey with the silver numbers. With the silver pants. I think Oakland has the best jersey. It's it's the best jersey in sports, in my opinion. I can't think of a better. I mean, you could you could maybe like in the ballpark is Yankees pinstripes. Um, in the ballpark might be the Blackhawks or the Wings or one of the of the NHL ones. In the ballpark, you might have the Laker jersey. There's no better jersey in sports than the Raiders classic black mm-hmm. with the silver numbers. It's yeah, my, it's, I agree. I agree. It's the best. I agree. You want to talk about intimidation factor that a jersey has coming along with it? Because let's be real. There's not, I feel like there's not too many. Like, Well, you got to understand something, too. At that time, when they came over from the AFL, because that's what they were, mm-hmm. and John Madden was the head coach, when they came over, the guys that were on that team, that's what they were known for. These guys were Raiders. They were. Ted Hendricks and. John Matusak. I didn't know the historical context. We're maniacs. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, thus the black. They hole brought was that, born. and it was out. It started with Al Davis. Al Davis was the coolest guy. Al Davis looked like a mob dude on the sidelines with a track outfit on. Nobody did that. Everybody else had suits on. This fucking guy showed up with a Rolex and fucking track outfit on with tennis shoes, mm-hmm. and that was his model. Just win, baby. Whatever it took, just win. Um, I, like my, I know you guys both like the Ravens. I think the Ravens shit's overrated. I'd go all purple. Fuck it. Purple, yeah, they have an all purple look. The all purple look yes, is killer. And then the counter to that, it, and I love the concept of everything the Vikings do. They play Let's Go Crazy by Prince when they score touchdowns. I think their fan base is great. Their purple sucks. It does. They have a their shitty purple. doesn't look, it just doesn't look good a with the yellow. Purple. And those are two great colors. Agree. Um, Another one that I actually like how Baltimore's incorporated the gold into their mm-hmm. purple and black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think another one, the Lions all gray is fucking awesome. The all gray, the all with gray. The blue number is fucking awesome. There's I, one I, I like more than that. That I so disagree. I don't like the all white. Really? I but don't when they wear the all blue, when they do which all they never did. Cool. When they do the blue home with the blue pants, oh my god. Their their gray's cool. I I, my, I, my, my favorite my Lions favorite. uniform is the throwbacks from the 50s. And that's up there. Nothing on the helmet, just a solid helmet 
with a blue jersey with the gray num with the silver numbers those and and the gray pants and the blue socks. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite Lions uniform. I, I it's it's up there. It's one of the better jerseys yeah. in football when they wear it. Um, do you, do you have you seen the potential redesign Lions no, I jersey? I have not. So they're talking about going back to similar to the Barry Sanders era, the 90s, 80s, and 90s. They're oh, going to the do – it's going to be next letter. year. And it's supposedly they're getting new helmets this year too. I don't know if they're going to be blue. I don't know if they're going to be black, whatever. Um, I, I don't I, I don't want to see a black helmet. I just don't. It wouldn't fit. It'll probably I, be blue. It'll I, probably I be don't blue. want it black. If they go with the black thing, all I think about is Mariucci and it's how stupid it is. If was. the rumors are true, they're shying away from black in the color scheme. Good. So lucky you. Good. They're talking about going with the white numbers outlined in silver, similar to the 90s, but clean, cleaning it up, cleaning it up and making it With less the Honolulu busy. blue. Honolulu okay. blue, of course. I don't and have then, a problem with that. I like his thing. I like the gray uniforms. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think those are awesome. They're great. They're they're yeah. really nice. I really and like that. And all gray look is good. And, and they've done gray with, uh, I'm sorry, they've done the all whites before. The reason why I They've like the gray, the gray is it fits pants. in their uniform yeah. really well. They got some good combinations, yeah. the yes, lines. Uh, Bruce, what is your favorite? Probably the Patriots throwback, the red, the bulldog. Oh, Pat the Patriot. That's Pat another Patriot. great one. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. The original Pat. ones. Back when the, the Patriots had played the Chicago Bears in 85 in the Super Bowl, that was my favorite uniform. Yeah, because it's fucking awesome. And that was, to me... Was the coolest uniform they had. Um, with the white helmet, I, I just the red jerseys and the white pants. That to me, the perfect Patriot uniform. I, I think one, you know how the Chargers, the powder blue from the yeah. Chargers is one of the greatest of all time. And they did that that darker blue. They went to like that navy. That, that was in the. In the early '90s, they had done that for a while. Well, they it did went it like again. a navy. They did it dark. again, and I can't. I yeah, hate I don't that. like that either. The Chargers should stick with the powder blue all the way. The Jets, I don't like what the Jets have done. I Jets think they've incorporated the black into the. Yeah. I hate it. Uh, I, I think agree it's with awful. you on that. I, I I'm really like not it. a huge fan of the Giants. I love Carol. Mm-hmm. I like Carolina. I like the Giants. The reason why I like the Giant uniforms, and I'll say this because they went old school. That's old school Giant uniform. With the uh, with the red shirt and this, it, it just looks different. That's old school. There's two uh, teams you guys haven't mentioned that are on my top ten list. Go. Pittsburgh Steelers. Go down yeah. your top ten. The list. Steelers and the 49ers. I'll go through my list. It's it's yeah. it's kind of in order. It's hard to. I have to really sit and evaluate all the color schemes, like and go through the palette and really appreciate it. But number one's the Raiders. Right. Number two is the Dolphins. I, I love their teal is so subtle now. It's it's well great. we match on our top two. No. Yeah. Uh, number three for me is the Chargers current what they're currently doing, not with the navy. So they're they're white with the light yellow yep. and the powder blue, which is what they're so currently cool. doing. Um, the navy isn't great. Number three or number four for me is the Steelers. You're gonna disagree with my number five. It's the, it, I think the Chiefs are iconic. I think all of the old AFC teams, all the original, all the AFC old AFC teams have the iconic Jets, jerseys. The Chiefs, the Raiders, their their uniforms are are like he said, iconic. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll tell you what, I love the Bengals' new uniforms. Listen, I was there when you seen the Bengal uniform with the black thing and the helmet was orange and it said Bengal on it. It was awful. Awful. When they changed it over to the Tiger Stripe, totally changed the whole image of that team. And the Cleveland Browns. 
I still like the Cleveland Browns. I don't like that they've turned it into red. It's a little too red. They announced a new They're dog orange. pound logo yesterday. By huh? the way. They announced a new dog pound logo yet literally yesterday. I listen. They should have put the dog pound logo on their helmet decades ago. They'll probably. I do don't it. know why they never did. It has more references in it and and more uh, historical context embedded within the logo than a hundred dollar bill does. Well, what they were trying to do was put the elf. The so-called elf is like the big thing in Cleveland, which I think is stupid. He looks like the Keebler elf. Yeah, which is why that town sucks. Stay away from it. Put the dog pound logo on it and leave it alone. Because I'll tell you what, if you've ever been to Cleveland and you've seen a football game. I've made a mistake doing that. You've been there, no? Yeah, I made the mistake. Is there anything fucking elf? There's one place I always wanted to go see a game. I never got to go see it. Oakland. Always wanted to go to see a game at Oakland and to see what everybody was talking about that people used to get beat up in the parking lot on their way home. I've always wanted to see that. And it was like that. And never got a chance. It was like that. The black hole. I always wanted to go to the black hole. Never got a chance. Did see the dog pound. It was amazing how their fans get into football. I wish that shit would happen here. Hey, that new dog pound logo is, is that's awesome. Look at that. That is fucking that's awesome. Perfect. That's yeah. If they go with it, they did. If they do. That's the new one. That's the. That's it, what they're going. That's with. It. Yeah, but they still have the fucking elf as their mascot, which sucks. Fuck that elf. Anyways, <laughs> um, only oh <laughs> you you only made it. You only made it through four. Yeah, Keep going. I turned into Uncle Keep Sam it going. After the Chiefs, I have the 49ers. I think the 49ers. 49ers jerseys, are iconic. I think it's iconic as well. It's probably the most iconic in the NFC. Uh, after the Niners, I have the, I think the Lions have great jerseys. I think that this current crop of jerseys are excellent. I can't I think, disagree with that. I think they're going to get better, too. Um, the Packers, I, I like it uh, when it's more simple than not. God, um, but when it's just the green with the yellow pants and the iconic stripe down the pants, I think the, it's the pretty The Packers good. throwback sure. with the, what was awful. I just paper. hope they don't go to that. Um, Awful. The Ravens at nine. I think any time, any color scheme they do, they could do purple with black pants. They could do black with black pants. They could do black with purple pants. Anything they do works. And I love all their jerseys. Black, white, purple. I think they do great every time. Uh, And then after the Ravens, I have one that also wasn't mentioned. And it's simple. They have really simple jerseys, but they do a good job with the two colors. It's the Colts. I love what the Colts do with their blue and white. It's never over the top. It reminds me of the the Peyton Manning era Colts, and I have them kind of up there as well. They never get carried away, the Colts, and they have good combinations. They they do a good blue on blue. They do a, they their blue on white's iconic. Um, they have a good throwback with multiple stripes on the shoulder. The Colts are up there for me, and a lot of the guy the jerseys you guys name that you like, I think are fucking ugly. This is hard to explain. <laughs> this is so hard to explain. I love the Seahawks colors. I don't like how they utilize them. I do not. I think the Seahawks always have one. Like, the current crop of Seahawks jerseys are not great compared to their Super Bowl winning jerseys. Yeah, I love the lime green. Like, I just. That's just yeah, they just. I, lo- use it I right like the, the old 80s version of the Seahawks. The dark blue the with Jim the silver. Zorn. Yes. Yeah. That to me off the silver was really nice. The, the Very commanders. close to the Lions uniforms, though. So I, but I still like that uniform better than the, 
the bright green bullshit that's on. I like the now. bright green. The Commanders bullshit. jersey suck, and then I including agree. I think the Redskins jersey. Why jersey I don't suck. I don't think the Commanders. This is yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything about the, everything sucks about the Washington. Okay. The Dolphins. Jags same drill. Love their color scheme. Don't like how they utilize I like it. Jacksonville. It's I just so ugly. I just don't, I don't think like they utilize it, it properly. Is all. Uh, the Texans are ugly. We were unanimous there. I think the Panthers are are kind of ugly. Um, they're just too busy. Like if they like use those right. colors, they haven't really done with it. I no. mean, that's what it was when they came in. If they use those colors, but like make a simple jersey that isn't too busy, I would be into that. Uh, again, the Vikings are on my list. Love purple. They don't use it properly. Um, the Browns, I think, are kind of they just redesign everything. And sometimes Browns jerseys could be cool, but same drill. Like your name is the Browns. Just make your shit brown. Make make it brown with a with a yellow or an orange number. Call it a day. Um, I think the current co- crop of Patriots jerseys sucks. I like, them. but the, I like the orange the old was just Brady, an accent in Cleveland. The old Brady dark blue with the silver that I like. I think that was one of the better jerseys because I associate it with that era where they were good. Brady barely played in these new Patriots jerseys, and therefore True. I don't really associate him with them. Um, the Cardinals suck. Cardinals Jets have been good in the past. I think when it's just green and white, it's great. The Jets currently suck. They're another team that's not good at using. Um, they're not good at using the black. Honorable mention, I think the Giants and Eagles have crappy jerseys. The Cowboys, their whites are great. Their blues are I like bad. The blues, are awful. Awful. blues are awful. The Cowboys blues might be one of the worst ones there are. The whites, awesome. The blues fucking suck. The white is the original. That's the original Cowboy deal with the white helmets. The white helmet. Yeah. And I, I like the, that concept that they're – we're so lucky to be graced with their presence that they're allowed to wear white all the time, and the Saints do it too. The Saints wear white at home as well. I like the when teams do that. I wish the Red Wings would do that, actually. I like the Raiders all white. Raiders all whites are great with There's silver, nothing with better silver number. That. Their color rush. Number. Yeah. Remember their color rush? Uh, it was all white. Uniforms? And then they have awesome. all black color rush. That's like, oh, that, talk about black hole. The Rams, their color rush was yellow. You remember those? Those were eh, awful. I fucking was, awful. Was no, the Raiders white with the silver is awesome, and the Raiders all black. I mean, that's 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 the best there is in my opinion. I uh, I'd like I to see disagree. a Raiders all black pants, black shirt, black everything. Just with I would helmet. like to see that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I think some of these teams need to change the colors of their helmets a little bit, kind of break shit up. You know, I I mean, Buffalo always had a white helmet. I don't know why they wear those stupid red ones. Those are awful. We didn't talk about the Bears or the Broncos. Well, the Bears are Bears haven't changed their uniform. I don't think they've ever changed. No, I and I and I actually like that blue and white at home. That Monsters of the Midway scheme. Yeah, I'm I'm into that. That's about the only thing that I'm into though. I don't like their white jersey. I think their orange jersey sucks. I think the Chicago Bears had an old logo that actually had a bear's head on it. Mm-hmm. I think that would look better on their uniforms than the C. That's my opinion. Just like the Lions, I think the Lions should take the fifty-seven logo, with the gray and the and the, the gray and the blue stripe, mm-hmm. with the lion, the classic lion, you the, know, the Portsmouth Lions put that logo all back on their uniform, on the helmet, on the uniform, and leave it at that. Stop fucking tinkering. Nothing says William Clay Ford like that fifty-seven logo. Leave it. What about the Broncos with the? The orange with the blue aprons. I, I, they've always done a good job with third jerseys, like going back to John Elway. 
They got the orange with the blue straps going down, and then they have the blue with the orange straps going down. The orange Correct. Collar. I love the Broncos. Yeah. I thought that I they've it. always been there. But here's, the, here's the thing. The Broncos iconic. were known as orange crush. Their shit needs to be orange. That jersey needs to be orange. If you're home or whatever, that needs to be orange. And that was their nickname forever. In the, well, in the 80s and stuff. But they got away from that and they went with the blue. When Elway got there, they had changed the uniforms, uh, I think in the 90s, just before they won their Super Bowls. I like everything about And, and they changed them to blue. I like the orange baby, I do too. better. I do I, too. That was my opinion. Um, Anything else to add? No. Anything else to add? Bruce? I think that was, that was a great week. Bruce, you got anything to add? Well, uh, you know. A little bit of gaming news. Oh, yeah. So I actually forgot we were doing this today. Um, so if you recall, uh, we used to do a little something called tipped gaming. It, Never heard of it. Okay. Well, Bruce uh, dug deep and found a passion for video games and is uh, starting up tipped gaming. All like five. All okay. over again. <laughs> all over again. Uh, tipped gaming is coming back. So uh, this is an official announcement. And... Uh, Bruce had a little bit of tipped gaming news that he wanted to share with us before we ended today's show. So, without further ado, it is the tugboat. You guys all know the uh, the game Call of Duty, correct? Do you Sorry? know Call of Duty? Do you, Do you know, know what Call, Call of, Duty of Duty is? Yes. All right, well, there's a bunch of streamers that are all friends, and one big-time streamer over the weekend happened to see something politically happening in the world and tweet something about it. It was nothing... I don't, I'm not going to comment on it, but uh, then the game took down his skin that he made for the game that you could purchase in the game. And okay. So now all these mainstream streamers are leaving the game and uninstalling it because of what happened to Nick Merckx. So that's a little bit of news. And you were involved in this? Was I involved? Yeah. No. Well, you just said you were involved in it. That all fuck? of his friends that uh, he was it's, involved. Okay, he's his, sharing with us some video just, game news. Yeah. Well, what so the fuck? Hey, what kind of news is it? It's big what, news. What is, for the, what big exactly for the video game people, man? Okay, then why why did they pull it down? A bunch of the streamers left because they pulled a bunch of content that the one guy created to go on Call of Duty, which was a skin, because of some comments he made online. So now there's a well, revolt what did he amongst say? all of the streamers. Okay, can you repeat no, what he said or repeat yet. what it was? You, we're not going you can look it up. I'm just asking a question. It's still what, on Twitter. He's not taking it down. He, he had comments on the post already. Okay. So it's still there if okay. you want to go. So what, all you guys just get together, you smoke up? I'm not friends get, with these get people. Get blown out of your mind <laughs> and play fucking video games for eight hours? What, what, what do you do? What do you, uh, we play video games, but I'm not friends with these people. Oh, what do we care? We're not friends with them. Are you friends with Delvin Cook? No. We're still talking about him. I don't fucking like him either. Maybe he should smoke some dope and play video games with Brew. He probably Thank does. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Tip Balls podcast. Make sure to follow our socials, Instagram and Twitter at Tip Balls, TikTok at Tip Balls podcast. If you are watching us on YouTube, remember to subscribe and ring the bell to get notifications on when we go live. And if you're listening to us, thank you for listening on Spotify and Apple Music. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. And you will hear from us again next week.